Yeah, so, you know, we had the opportunity, or I had the opportunity to write a film, a yeah. film called Disintegrate. My, uh, mm-hmm. my director of photography on there was the guy who was actually helping me make my music videos at the tail yes. end of my music career. So yeah. I knew him through that. I told him that I wanted to transition out of music and get into film. Mm-hmm. I've always loved the film. I love what movies do to me. I love what that type of media does to me. So I mm-hmm. wanted to try my hand at it. Uh, and he dared me to try and write a feature film uh, instead of a short because he says people always do short films. Facts. So Facts. then the battle became just watching more movies, watching content. Mm-hmm. And then obviously I was coming from being an artist. Yep. So then it was like, okay, trying to distill my emotions, what I see into a narrative that seems interesting. Right. And trying to present. So first things first, I wanted my lead character to be a woman because I had just heard about something called the Bechtel test, which talked about how the Bechtel, Bechtel test, Bechtel test, which, which is essentially like, it's a, it's a, it's a tactic to make sure that your women characters are fully fleshed out in a film. So it's like, does your movie have more than one woman? Yeah. Do they talk to each other? And when (laughs) they talk to each other, is it about a man? Holy shit. Okay. So does your film have more than one woman? Mine does. Do they talk to each other? Yes, they do. When they talk, is it about a man? No. So you're passing the Bechdel test. Wow. Yeah. Does that, is that only for, is that just for film or writing? I'm assuming, I'm assuming it's across the board. Like, oh my God. I, my introduction to it was about film, but when you think about it, there's a lot of films where they're not passing the Bechdel test. The two women that are in there are talking and they're talking about loving a guy, wanting a guy, missing that guy. What's James Bond going to do? No James Bond film has ever passed the Bechdel test. I don't think ever. Wow, Bechtel. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We I have like to look into that. So honestly, I was key on like wanting to do that and yeah. just challenge. I my favorite one of my favorite directors is a guy named F. Gary Gray. Not yeah, because I, yeah. I like not because I'm inspired by his films. Right, like I don't want to say I'm not inspired by his films. <laughs> right, but F. Gary Gray went from doing music videos. Yeah, then he made Friday because he met Ice Cube. Right, then he made Set It Off, which was a moment. <laughs> Yo, for people who don't know, Set It Off was a moment when that came out and did bits. That. Yeah. That was a moment. Yeah. But then what I love about F. Gary Gray is he goes on and he does Italian Job, which is this incredible just Hollywood film operating on a totally sort of gener- generic paradigm. Um, so wow. he's able to go yeah. do Italian Job. He does Faded and Furious. So he has this sort of really wide spanning directorial yeah, landscape. Say. Holy shit. So he did all that. Yeah, I know. See, I'm telling you, people don't know about F. Gary Gray, but just a straight up filmmaker, you know, because the tough thing for me was when you think about black filmmakers, or at least when mm-hmm. I do, I thought about Spike, Spike Lee. Lee. Spike yeah. Lee's entire mantra is I'm telling black stories. Yes. That's his yes. whole thing. Yes. Yeah. I'm telling the different shades of black stories, yeah. which there's a place for that. Absolutely. I think if I continue to make films, I will step into that 100%. And I think you'll do very well in that. But sure. my initial step wasn't to do that. And that's understandable. And um, that's, yeah. Oscar Michaud, who's the first black director, he was again telling stories of his own mm-hmm. of his own upbringing. Right. Um, Steve McQueen, who really was making other stuff. Steve McQueen made a, a movie called Shame with um, Michael Fassbender. He okay, made yeah. Widows, but the movie that gets wow. Steve McQueen on is Twelve Years a Slave. Right. So there was something where, of course, we know why. Black directors are getting on and they tell black narratives. That's what I was seeing. Yeah, you see what I'm saying? Yeah. That's why I loved the career or the idea of an F. Gary Gray career. Because yeah. when they book him for Fated the Furious, I'm okay if they watched what he did and set it off and thought, yo, this guy can, yeah. this guy does damage. Like, yeah, yeah. Th- this is a real thing. So it was that. So the, my real inspiration is Christopher Nolan because I think that Thousand percent. Christopher oh, Nolan Chris. doesn't write 
he doesn't seem like he writes films for gender or for culture. He's writing characters. And if the hottest actor of the day or if the best actor at the time is filling that role, then he's booking you and you're doing that role. Exactly. And we're going to, and and the movie's going to be led by the fact that you can do that role. Yep. So, and then that was the battle. My, my leading character, her best friend, no one had a color when I casted. It was really just trying to get the best actors through the door. Absolutely. And especially starting your first, film i don't want to say you can't be picky but no you can't be i'll say you it. can't be but <laughs> but but you still but not and i don't mean that to the point where you're just gonna put a bunch of bums in a position but sure. you'll be a little more lenient with some things that might not have fit whatever was in your mind mm-hmm. that you kind of typecasted you mm-hmm. know what should be the perfect casting and mm-hmm. you kind of just get who's dedicated who's available who's easy to work with mm-hmm. like that that is such a um difficult undertaking to do from your position because it's not like you didn't go to a like a film school in no. terms of in, in any of that traditional um education into filmmaking it was mm-hmm. just the the music which plays mm-hmm. a huge part huge any, part in the writing any, and the tempo of dialogue people exactly. ask me all the time how come your dialogue sounds good i said it's because i wrote music <laughs> exactly because the tempo yeah, let me tell you something this girl <laughs> this girl um showed me or told me to watch um Hamilton, yeah, um, and uh, that's what's his what's what's his name again? Lin Manuel Miranda, yeah, Miranda, yeah, um, yeah. Shout out my girl uh, Amanda. Um, she told me to check it out, mm. and I'm like, I don't know, you know, <laughs> I don't know, I don't know if no, because musicals get a bad rap. Yeah, I like music, but this wasn't a musical. No, this he does was the bits. this was like a, a visual album. Yeah, I think it's the best way. And when you're hearing like the rhyme schemes and just the approach and the the methodical way that the information is is being disseminated and yep. turned into entertainment and then you're looking at all the characters say this stuff and then you keep thinking oh wait one man wrote this yeah <laughs> you really just think this is this these rappers and these artists really are like writers and directors in these films and that's why when you look at um like Kendrick Lamar who who is able to turn his his writing and his songs into what you would constitute like a film. Yeah. Because The Pimp a Butterfly is really a storytelling film, even to some extent, <laughs> damn, or and, and Section 80, all of the stuff that he does. There's such an interwoven storyline, story arc, characters, you know. It's just a complete production. So, of course, when you say... That's why it wasn't such... It wasn't so far-fetched to hear that you would be undertaking that because... You, you're a good writer of music, so you're able to pivot that into speaking roles that people mm-hmm. will have and kind of make the story come together. So first of all, I have to, we've got to drink to that. Mm. Got to toast to that because that, I know it's, people People don't understand. Listen, making albums is hard. It making is. songs is hard. Making websites is hard. But we were having a conversation before when you just talked about just the complexity that goes into it is almost to the point where you don't want to do it if you can't if you can't do it at this level mm-hmm. you don't even really want to do it because what's the the dumbed down version of like an album is a song right mm-hmm. a dumbed down version of a song is like a cheap mixtape record where you just take a beat and rap over it. but what is the 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 cheap man's version of a film because you need good camera you mm-hmm. need good actors you mm-hmm. need a good story if you don't have any of that what exactly do you have 
School project. <laughs> no, school no, project. You know what? Maybe. <laughs> Yo, so one of my cousins, one of my cousins <laughs> disrespected me the other day. Shout out to Cousin <laughs> Stephanie. I'm saying her name. Shout out to Cousin Stephanie. So Cousin Stephanie saw the trailer. So by the way, Disintegrate was able to win the, the Viewer's Choice Award at the Vox Popular Film Festival. Come on, come on, man. So come sh- on. Shout out, shout out to success to the team, to, to my partner Ryan Fenneri, to Samantha Carly, Jason hey, Terrio, Bradley hey, Gordon, hey, uh, Cassandra Patfield. Hey. But when I told my cousin a couple of years ago, yo, I'm working on a movie, she right. even said to me the other day, she goes, yo, when when um your auntie Colleen sent me the trailer, I thought, oh, this looks good. Because a couple of years ago, Trivi, when you said you were making a movie, I thought, oh, okay, right. a school project. Like, yeah, it's the most Because, distra- because exactly. in her mind, it's like, well, you can't make it how I see it on TV. Exactly. So the next level has to be you must bum, be bum gr- status. <laughs> it must be on a camcorder. Yeah. <laughs> you know exactly. what yeah. yeah, so you're, you're not wrong. People just... um. People can't conceive of certain things. And I think I credit music and more than anything, I credit yourself and your movement with your brother, with Stasia Daniels, who is an adopted sister to to, Mm -hmm. to you, um, because you guys set the tone of even if it's just the three of us, we're going to go. We're going right, regardless. Right, wh- right. Wh- whether somebody validates this now or later, later. we're yeah. going now. now. Yeah. And filmmakers don't usually have that. They, yeah. My partner, one of our, not our fights, but one of our first conversations <clears throat> is when I finished writing the script, he's like, Yo, okay, let's go, let's go raise money. Let's go get right. someone to give us money. I said, nobody's going to give us money. We haven't made anything. Yeah. Nobody knows who I am. Yeah. And you know, we started playing the angle of like, well, you know, you're a minority, maybe. Mm. And it's okay, fine. Mm. You go try and raise money. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to go book this room and, yeah. and cast these actors Ex- that we can exactly. get today because we're going regardless. Regardless. You know what I'm saying? I got yep. time now. Yep. I might not have time when they want to fund me. I got time exactly. today. So, and I credit just the peers I had in music to yeah. setting that tone of, oh, we're just going to go. Right. And then I lucked into four of some of the most talented people right. from an actor perspective. Yeah. I literally lucked into four. And I never tell this story. I'll tell it here. Yeah. Samantha Carly. Yeah. Who's the leading actress. Right. Man, that was a hard choice to make because there was another actress who was up for the role that I knew personally. Oh, my God. Who was on Suits. Okay, who's been on the cover of magazines. What? Okay, this woman does bits. Gorgeous woman, beautiful woman. Yeah. And, yo, we're going to do it. You might want to sit down for this. She was a woman of color. Okay, good night. No, 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 stop. (laughs) She was a woman of color. And for people, you know, people can't hear this. I'm a man of color. Yeah, yeah, no, they they know we niggas. And, you know... Sam comes in wow. and auditions and mm-hmm. the other woman who I know comes in and auditions and yo, it's danger close. I mean, they both killed it. And wow. Th- you know, the day goes on and we're able to cast the friend who ends mm-hmm. up being a woman who's not a woman of color. Right. We then cast the boyfriend who ends up being a man who's not a man of color. Right. No one else of color comes to audition for the, for the Bradley role, which yes, is the yes, journalist. Yes. So the guy who was, the guy who was in running for the Bradley role was not a man of color at that point, okay? So now it's down to my friend yeah. and Sam. And me and Ryan are sitting in the room and he's like, yo, let's go with Sam. Because yeah. at the time, Sam had had, and I'll, I'll, I'm putting it out. like we're, we're, People got to sit down for this. Yeah. The reason why Sam got the nod at the time wasn't it wasn't that she wasn't a better actor like, because acting is hard. Who's better? Who's worse? Exactly. Sam, though, had just come off of producing a movie. Mm. And we thought that 
she would help us in that process. get funding. Back to the Ryan conversation. And Ryan says to me, how do we not go with Sam if she can help know, us get I funding? That struggle, yeah. And then I looked at Ryan, and Ryan is not a man of color. And I looked at Ryan, and I said, yo, right. you need to know this, though. Mm-hmm. And like, this is no disrespect. No, no, this is this never disrespect. I said, I'm not casting an all-white movie. <laughs> <laughs> so, you right? So then it's like, okay. Um, so then do you have anyone who could do any other role? Which right. is why, yo, this is crazy. Yeah. Which is why when Bradley tells the story about me asking him to do the movie, mm-hmm. so he's the one who ends up playing our Bradley character. Yes. He openly says, Travel said, which one do you want to do? Oh, I think I remember seeing that. Yes. yes he says it. He says, yeah. which one do you want to do? Because yeah. at that point, and this is all due respect to everybody who's in it. Of course. For me, for the culture, because yo, people don't even know. My mom sat me down because when I finished, I finished the, we do the castings, right? We do yeah. the test, we, you know, the auditions and it's close. Yeah. And you know, my mother's a warrior to me. Mm-hmm. My mother lives in Orangeville. That's like 45 minutes away from where I'm at. I drove right. up to Orangeville and I sit with my mom. I said, mom, right. cause my mom taught me about culture. My mom for gave sure. me the Malcolm X autobiography in Come grade on, 12. Talk about it. My mom told me to read Desmond Tutu. My mom talk gave my mom recorded when Nelson Mandela got released from prison Shut so I could watch me. it. You get what I'm saying? So that's a woman who, who puts something in me that's real. Yeah. I go up and I'm sitting with my mom and I said, mom, this is what's going on. Yeah. My mom looks at me and she goes, Well, you, you know, you can't cast in all way. Like, it's like, Yeah, it was, yeah, like, yo, off rip. Like, you're, yeah, no, you're, you can't do it. So I know that you're not going to do that. Yes. So then what are we going to do? What are we going to do exactly in lieu of that? Yeah, for sure. And that was, uh, that was a discussion with her. That was a discussion with her. And then what ends up happening, and again, feeling like we made the right decision because that other actress has gone on to continue to do bits, continue to do work, yeah. um, continue to kill it. You got to tell me off camera who that is. I absolutely will. And I'll show you on Instagram. Because I, I got to know. I'll show you on Instagram. That's crazy. Um, but yeah. Yo, you know what? I'm going to give you something that you're going to, only you're going to know this. And maybe you won't recognize it right now. <laughs> okay. She's in one of my music videos. That's how well I know her. She's oh in a, she's in the um, Green Room music video. Green Room. It's okay. I'll play it for you after. I'll play it for you okay. after. My, my head is but she, and she's phenomenal. Thing. But wow. you know what? As time goes on, mm-hmm. as we make the film, Sam was one hundred percent the right choice. Mm-hmm. Not and we didn't raise a single penny from Sam, but she was still one hundred percent the right choice. Yeah, ex- exactly. You know? Because yeah, and she's also one hundred percent the right choice because Bradley was one hundred percent the right choice. Exactly. And maybe if I go the other way with Sam. Then I go another way with the Bradley character. Mm-hmm. Then I go another way with the boyfriend character. Yep. Now I'm throwing off the whole thing. Exactly. So that that was a hard. That was the hardest in, of, in of the whole. Yeah. The, and I've never said film. that. I'm yeah. saying it because we, you know, we no, we, we here the room, yeah, the yeah, lights. Yeah, we live. Man. People got to sit down for this at the yeah. end of the day. Come on. Come it was on. a the hardest thing with the film was yes, I want to be the guy who tells all types of stories. I want to be that, but I'm still who I am. Yeah. There's a need for me to represent the culture in everything. You know what? That In everything. Is, that is that is really that is a difficult thing to undertake and even think about on your first outing. Like I understand your a lot of your music videos. First of all, from watching your music videos, you can kind of tell that making films or at least short films was not such a distant, um, not such a distant thought. Sure, but. For you to even have the foresight to think about those things and how it would affect everything around like your mom and just just the perception of art is such a lost um art that is only reserved for like great people you know what i mean mm. because those because those great people will think about the things that their partner might overlook at that time and might be like listen we got to do this 
for the bag. And that's mm-hmm. not a disrespect to that situation because yeah. I would have done the exact same thing. Yeah. And that would have been my exact reason. And because, because we've had this conversation too, where you talk about the difficulty between making a film and making music. Yeah. The, the music part of it is just, there's a lot, it's a lot easier to get to the thing that you're trying to get to. It's easier to make music yeah, I mean, yo, we're yo, we're going in. People got to sit down for this because no. I feel like I just want to tell all right now. No, Come to Virginia. Yeah, man. <laughs> it's easier to make music, but so you know this. Mm-hmm. I was part of a music team where I wasn't the guy, right? The if guy, I'm, if I'm keeping it real, yeah, yeah, keep it. Above. If I'm keeping it all the way real, I was part of a music team where I wasn't the guy. Yeah, but I'll go to studio sessions and I would lend myself. I'm not going to put it out there, but no, I lend no, myself I to the process. There's another woman who like, and she's popping right now. Right. So shout out to her. her. Most definitely. Who was in those studio sessions giving of herself for the guy. Exactly. Okay? Right. For the guy. For the guy. I don't think it's a rumor. I don't think it's a mistake that she left and the guy couldn't go. But anyway, I'm not going to get into that today. Not today. Not today. (laughs) The part that started to hurt about music is I started to hate it at the end because I was part of a team where I wasn't the guy. When you you cut records, when you cut records in studios with people who can't come to your show after, it hurts. No, for real. And that's a whole other conversation. It hurts. Too, it hurts. Which we will get when you cut, eventually. when you cut with an engineer who cut the record with you, this is your yeah. guy. This is supposed yeah. to be your partner. Yeah. But he can't come to the show. That speaks volumes. That was saying, they it said something to me. It hurt me. It, for sure. That's what hurt me. For sure. So I was excited about film and I said it to them and I was excited to collaborate again. Yeah. I was excited to, yo, we're all going to be here. We mm-hmm. all have to be here we're because. All the same goal. You know, you're the actor and you see this as a good role for you and you're yes. that guy and you see that a good role for you. You're going to yes. get your B-roll and I'm a director and I want to see that. And all together. We yeah. all know that showing up does something for us. When you're yep. in music, yo, let me tell you the sad thing, yeah? <laughs> when you're in music, mm-hmm. Drake's has people around him yeah. that literally just showed up. Oh, you, you better believe Drake it. Drake has people around him you that literally, they just came to the show. Yep. They weren't the manager at the nope, time. Nope, they weren't nope. the, the tour roadie. They weren't nope. that. They just came. Just down from And because one. they believed in him, or yep. maybe they didn't even believe in him. Maybe it's just like, yo, I rock with this guy and he cares about this, so I'm coming. Yep. Guess what? Drake gets to a point and he says, yo, you're on now. And you're and you're good. And you're solidified. And you're good forever. You're long solidified. As long as we're right. good. That is when you when you're when you're making music and you realize that your people that you make it with mm-hmm. aren't seeing you as that. Yeah. It's a blow. It's a blow. It's because ego. You could because we could like the team right. was solid. I mean, the, we had in terms of the people who were a part of that. I mean, and, you know, there's a different yeah, thing yeah. that we could talk about no, with that. No, but no, in see. terms of the people who were part of that team mm-hmm. and like what they've gone on to do, or even just the quality of what they're putting out at the time. Right. The guy who they picked, first of all, first and foremost, the guy who they picked to be the guy right. was should have 100% been the guy. Had the look right, yeah, had the sound all, right. Yes, all the ingredients. The thing that they messed up on is that they didn't want to push anyone else when the guy was in the lab. Right. So our logic was, yo, if he's out and he's mm-hmm. doing a run, let mm-hmm. him do the run. We'll be yep. in the lab. When his run's over, next up to let, let someone else go and support them yeah. and let them have the run. And then instead of us being the music team that has this kid, mm-hmm. we'll be the music team that is doing damage in the city. Yep. Bruh, and the stages they got that dude on when he was right, hot right, were right. stages. We're, we're stages that they were stages in the for. city. Yeah. Bro, that manifesto main day stage? <laughs> Huh? Huh? It's called, is it it's called Manifesto? Oh, okay. <laughs> huh? Huh? Right. Did the bits. Mm-hmm. Did the bits. Mm-hmm. And he killed it. Yo, shouts out to him. For sure. Killed it. For sure. Um, what other stage? That that um revival. Okay. 
co-headline stage mm-hmm. with Jazz Cartier. Okay. And Jazz was the headliner, but I'll tell you the truth. Even though Jazz at the time had a label push, mm-hmm. my guy outdid him that night. Right. My guy outdid him Talk that about night. It. So Wake the team the was team. the team was Come ready. On. Was strong. Yeah. And you know who they let walk out the door? They let walk out the door somebody who has gone on to open for Jesse Reyes. Right. That's no, who they let walk that, out the door. Right. They let they like they let her walk yeah, out the right, door. Right. You know who else they let walk out the door? Yo, yo, I'm t- I'm telling it all because they gotta sit down for this. You know who else they let walk out for the door? Who? As much as you don't like, I, you know, whatever. There's mm. a dude where he really should have been Diddy to those guys, and they kicked him out. That's something you don't even know. See, that's yeah, why the music. That, yeah. You didn't know that. That's why the music stopped because they got they got him out of there. Yeah, they got him out of there. Wow. A dude who should have been Diddy to them should have been Diddy to them dudes, and they said nah. Because sometimes they don't know if they want a Diddy or if they want a Dr. Dre. Because there's a difference. Who knows, man? But I say all that to say that coming from that environment and then being yeah. able to go make a film where everybody's excited and everybody's yeah. ready. You know what? To Sam's credit, it just didn't work out. But Sam did put me in front of some people with dollars. Oh, really? It wasn't for this film, but they gave me opportunity. They're like, they wanted me to write stuff for them to like mm-hmm. do something else. But... Like it was, she 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 made the introductions. There were introductions right. I never would have had made if not for her. Right. She did her part. Podcasts I've done if not for her. Interviews I've done if not for her. She wow. did her part. Hundred percent. She did her part. So outside of just worth it, yeah. Outside of just what she did from a performance perspective. So absolutely. Yeah, putting together the film was fun. It was a collaborative experience. Everybody right. was plugged in. Um, uh, the hardest part was that cultural moment. This, <laughs> the second hardest part, not hardest part, but it was something I just wouldn't yeah, bend a challenge. Down. The music had to be urban, which is why I came to you. Music right. had to be urban because what I came from. Mm-hmm. That's I came yeah. from. And, and yeah, that's where a lot of films will lose the, the interest of whatever you're trying to represent if the music doesn't match. Mm-hmm. Because not to say, I'm sure that that movie could have been done with a completely different a dramatically different score. Bit. And they thought it would have been a different score. Exactly. And that's the thing. Anytime you bring a product to market, you want to bring some sense. I know a lot of the characters I heard in one of your um, live streams that a lot of you is in some of those characters. And I actually want to get into that, but forget yeah. about that for a second. But yeah. you, in terms of your musical palette, that being involved in the film is yeah. just as important because it gives a completely different visual cue to people. Audio, like I didn't realize until I really started producing properly I didn't realize how important music was to like film and and um, TV shows. Mm-hmm. Like it, it literally songs and the keys and 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 the genre can literally change your perspective of what the hell you're watching on the mm-hmm. screen. Change the scenes. Absolutely. Like when I was when I was um, kind of trying to tell my daughter about um, what I had done in the film because she she doesn't really fully get it, mm-hmm. and I think. Well, A, she didn't watch the film because it's rated R. No, I'm joking. <laughs> but no, it's because she she doesn't really understand the the power of music in context of the film. But she kind of does because we um we watch um reruns of Full House. And so one day she random she, she's like, oh wait, is it because kind of like those songs where um you know something sad is happening because it goes like or like Anything else that happens mm-hmm. in it and, and that are that are being led by musical cues. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, yes, you've hit it right on the head. That is exactly what it is. Mm-hmm. And it's those musical moments that 
are letting you know what's happening because of how the music is being played. And, mm-hmm. and I'm like, that. so that lets you know that even if it's not something that people consciously know, mm-hmm. it's in the back of their mind. And they just it's just because it's so well done that you really don't think about it. Mm. But if the music is not good, maybe it takes away from the the project mm-hmm. or it takes away from the show or the story or whatever it is. But the fact that you were able to, you know, to bring me on board and I was able to do those types of records to incorporate it into the film, it, mm-hmm. it helped paint an entire, an entirely different brush. Cause I remember when you, you sent it without it. So I, I can see it mm-hmm. where, where there's no music on it, but after I did what I did and not to like, toot my horn or anything because sometimes I get detached from the the art and kind of look at it from a objective perspective mm-hmm. and I understand why you asked me to do that because it can literally change what's happening in front of you mm-hmm. so that was very I think that was very smart on your part to to bring someone like me who you trusted that could even do that because mm-hmm. there's a lot of people that you can bring on to do something. Doesn't mean they're going to do a great job. Mm-hmm. It doesn't mean it's going to go well. And we had a couple of little tit for tats and things like that, but those are creative differences within a construct versus no, 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 no. I don't like what you're doing at all mm-hmm. type of deal. Mm-hmm. And I think any creative um, collaboration or partnership, there has to be a little bit of give and take push mm-hmm. and pull. Like it's just the nature of it. No one's just going to do everything that you want. And, and no one should really expect that. But there has to be a meeting halfway and a trust. So, I, I you know, I appreciate, you know, toast to that. Toast to that. Appreciate you. Um, Ryan br- actually br- says that too. On. Yeah. Your greatest, the temp score had a different feel mm-hmm. for the last song. I don't know if you remember this. Yes. The, the last song, like the, before the. Right before, the, which is on the lake. Yeah, on the lake. Yeah. There was a different type of song. Yeah, the yeah, yeah. The feeling yes, of it was yes, different. Yes. Yeah. And then you came and said, no, no, no. Like you want this, yeah. And then I went back to him, like, yeah, yeah, he's right. We want it. It yeah. is your great because that is a totally you moment, right? And it works, and everybody loves that scene now. Absolutely. When it drops and the record is actually hitting the themes of the mm-hmm, film, mm-hmm. people are like, oh damn, it you picked that. I'm like, yeah, it just. I did not so pick well. that. The composer just yeah. took it upon himself, right? And then I knew that we made a good decision. So essentially, for people who don't know what we decided to do with the with the music, most of the music was sort of urban influenced. And then mm-hmm. a lot of the score themes were still very sort of melodic. Yeah. But the music selections were urban and yes. almost done so deliberately. Yes. I was very, very upset when Moonlight came out while we were working on this because he did the same thing and people thought it was genius. And I'm like, yo, I've been trying to do that for a year. Oh you remember that? God. You know, I didn't fully finish watching that film in its entirety. So okay. I, it's... I've been meaning to. That's, okay. the, that's the hot joke. When so, Barry Jenkins came out with Moonlight, and like, yo, how did he mix trap music with classical, oh classical movie okay, scores? Oh my god! I'm like, bruh. And that's why I was just like, man, I wish. And that's I, another. I wish, yes, I know. I wish I was first. First, the, because he was getting love for that. Yeah. Like it was the most riskiest, genius yeah. thing ever. Yeah. And yeah. I'm like, man, two dudes from Brampton really doing the same thing right now. That's another thing. <laughs> That's going to be, that can be for another time, but that in itself, that what you just described, doing something creative, and that's probably everything Oshan can probably speak to that just as much as me. You want to know how many times I've heard everything Oshan on the radio and it wasn't him? (laughs) Keeping it real? Right. You want to know how Smirnoff Ice is still timeless? (laughs) You want to get into it? Where's (laughs) he at? We're not getting into it. We're not doing that. Not yet. No, but we we, we are definitely going to do that. But what I can tell you with certainty is, there is a f- level of frustration 
that I would personally have over when you have so many ideas and then somebody else comes to market before you Mm -hmm. and does it in a similar way, but more back exact way Mm -hmm. in, in, in an alternative way, but Mm -hmm. backwards, just, just different, just different, Mm -hmm. but still the same. And, Mm -hmm. And I didn't understand that for so long. And, it's not like we knew any of these people, but something someone told me this concept, which we'll just touch on for two seconds, is yeah. collective consciousness. Okay. And when it was explained to me, everybody's reaching from the same collective consciousness because everybody's connected in some way. So mm-hmm. if someone is reaching from there and getting something that you thought of, we're all one. So that content that is coming from there, it's coming from you. Mm, and okay. it's unfortunate yes of course that they brought it to market first mm-hmm. or you know they're getting the recognition for it but because you thought it mm-hmm. it exists mm. as soon as you think of something it exists somewhere in some capacity and anybody who's in tune with themselves and in touch with themselves and who they are at the core and they're looking for inspiration they can pull from that at any point they want and trust me one day we'll get into the intricacies of that because it has been pretty bad in some situations, but now I understand why it's nothing, nothing you can do about it. It's just, it's one of the Achilles and one of the, one of the things of being an artist or being someone creative that you, when you do something, just know maybe today, tomorrow, five years down the road, someone is going to do the thing that you thought of. So whatever you have, do it. But also at the same time, Mm Don't feel bad if it happens because when you do what the thing that you're supposed to do, it's still going to be from you. Yeah, because it's still your way. And it's exactly. And mm-hmm. it's still going to come out differently. It's mm-hmm. going to come out and be represented differently than what other people have done with something that you feel like. Has that ever done. happened to you where somebody's assumed you were doing an impression of someone else that was bigger or more established, but you know you came up with it? Listen. Before it was a thing. <sighs> See, this, <laughs> this is one of the ones because. Okay. I, yeah. God rest the dead. Nipsey. Um, um, hustle. Shout um, out to Nip. There is a record that he did on his last project. Okay. The Victory Lap. Um, that does an idaic flow of an everything Oshan record. Okay. And this everything Oshan record is older than that. Way, way <laughs> yeah. older than that. And it is older than that. And it it didn't like our record didn't blow. Sure. But. He's doing the same flow, the same inflection, the same pauses and things like that. And I'm not going to get into it on here because I feel like that's that's Ocean's that's story, story to tell, to tell. Yeah. if he wants. Because there's a lot of stories that I can tell about a lot of things. Yeah. But I have to get the go ahead from him. Yeah. But that let me know that people are listening at the end of the day. People are listening. You don't know where they're listening, when they're listening, but they are. And it's it's... It's a, there's two there's two feelings. One, you feel good, like oh wow, I guess people really like what I'm doing. But yeah. then the bad is like, fuck. If I was known, people would know that this is I'd be doing this damage. Is a, this is a copy of me and not the other way around. But people will look at it that way because of who that person is. You know what I mean? And I'm not saying like once again, Nipsey was was a really great artist, still yeah. is, yeah. even in death. Just the things that he says and what he stood for. But it's just funny that it can come from anywhere. Yeah, like who would ever think, except for the fact that we did send a whole bunch of records with um, our producer Five Piece and Slow Gems to Nipsey's camp to, f- for them to pick out records. And I'm not saying that it came from there, but let's just play devil's advocate. Yeah. Maybe 
like, yo, who, man, yo, who are these fools? Or whatever. And he, yo, let me, let me check, let me check them up. And he goes, and then he's here, he's like, oh, oh, this banging. And then maybe it just stays in his mind. And then when yeah. it's time to come up with the record or try to do a flow, it's like, boom, he's just ready just, to drop it. Because flows are interchangeable. Hip hop, especially when it comes to flows. Yep. There is no copyright on flows. It's always so funny when I hear some of these guys. Oh, that's my flow. Don't use like, oh, it. He, he copied my flow. Listen, as soon as the people that used to rap, oh, like like the Big Daddy Kane or the or, or the um, Slick Rick, yeah, those yeah, flows, yeah. everybody started doing it after. Yeah. You know what I mean? Everybody started doing it. Look, 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 look at this guy. Look at, look at, look at, look at this guy. Are you going to come in? You're just going to look like you're just going to be it's like. Hot as fuck in here. It, no, it's, no, it's hot in here. It um, is hot. Everything O'Shawn just stepped in the studio, ladies and gentlemen. He's picking up the Virginia Black. Huh? Um. You brought Drake, Drake here? Yeah. You brought Drake like, or drink? Like I brought drink, Virginia. It's good. Drake, you want Drake. some? Drake. You want some? Oh my no, God. This is Drake. Yes, he brought Drake in the studio. I get it. Ah, he yeah, brought we'll Drake. Look. Take some. I never tasted it before pause. Take some, take some. <laughs> Yo, what do you mean never tasted it before pause? Why, like, is there a pause about that? I've never tasted it. Never mind. Whoa. Slow down there, partner. The content you're trying to listen to is past our premium paywall. And unfortunately... You will not be able to listen. Now I'm just shitting you. I do appreciate you sitting down for this for another episode. It's really a part, but whatever. Please stick around for the third. Turn the tape over. And shut the f-